Patience, or rather the lack of it, can often leave riders feeling a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around their riding. And I think that for many riders, they see it as something you either have or you don't. I know I did for many years. However, this is simply not true. Patience can be developed. And I also think there's lots of riders who maybe could do with developing this a little bit more. Even some riders who don't realize that it's a lack of patience, whether it be for themselves or for the horse, that actually is holding their riding back. That's what we're going to dive into today. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I work with riders all over the world, particularly those who don't have a trainer, to help them to just really engage with their horse more, move forward in their riding, and train their horse as well. Okay, so we're talking all things patience. And I think that with patience, like really and truly, so many people believe you either, you either have it or you don't. You're born with it or not, okay? And I, I really, truly believe that. For many years, I thought like, no, just not something I had. And then I began to kind of think about different things. And I'm like, hold on. I can have patience in certain situations. And I can be patient with certain people or certain animals. So why can't I apply that to everything and to everyone and to every situation I'm in? And it kind of struck me that, no, no, you are being a little bit choosy here, Lorna. And what if I begin to develop my patience? If I actually make this something that I'm going to develop, I'm going to strengthen, and it's going to help me in my riding. And that's exactly what I did. And I must say the results were almost instant, first of all, in the responses from my horses, if I put it back to horse riding. But also it just made for this better communication, this better experience for myself as well. Was it easy? Uh, no, going to be honest with you, but it can be done, okay? And I think the very first thing that we have to get over if we're going to work on this is to give yourself a bit of a break, okay? I think that sometimes we can put a lot of guilt onto ourselves when we think back at times where maybe we lost our patience a little bit, okay? But at the end of the day, if you didn't, like, you know, physically harm or hurt anything or anyone, well... I'm sure it's okay. Everybody has mistakes and everyone makes mistakes and that's just the way things go, okay? But it is quite a bit of work. And for me, what I found was that I had habits that I developed that like if a certain thing went a certain way, I had a habit of how I responded, um, which seems a little bit strange, but that was the truth of it. And what I also noticed was, my lack of patience very often was not visible to those around me, okay? It was like an internal thing. And how I noticed it showing up was this excess tension. Now, for me in particular, I would notice it through my jaw and um, kind of gritting your teeth. <laughs> but I know for other people, some people can really become physically aggressive, okay? They kind of blow up um, with everybody and everything around them when they lose their patience. But for me, it was more like a, 
attention. <laughs> and yes, if you knew me quite well, you probably would have noticed. But for the most part, a lot of the time, it was only me myself who would notice it. But what was really important was I, first of all, kind of noticed it, made peace with it, you know, was patient with myself on the journey, okay? And then from there, I really and truly did begin to try and work around it, okay? So where I noticed this showing up for a lot of riders, and this is why I think this is an important topic, a lot of riders don't realize that they have a lack of patience. And the lack of patience is with themselves, Okay, so when we talk about patience with horse riding, we, you know, it's quite easy for your mind to automatically jump to the whole like having patience with your horse when maybe your horse is, you know, not playing the game with you as well as you would like him to play the game. But there's also this patience with ourselves. And I think that many riders don't realize they're lacking this. And how this shows up, in fact, it just showed up in the arena during the week when I was working with a rider, was every time she was trying to do the thing, okay? So we were trying to, it was very simple. It was just suppleness and bending through a corner. But every time this rider was trying to do it, and not getting it 100%, okay, so it wasn't as good as she was hoping it was going to be, she was becoming more tense. And what was happening was all her, first of all, her position was changing. So because of the tension, it was like this tightening, this contracting of everything in her body. So her position was changing, which therefore meant the aids were changing. The horse was picking up on a gun. I don't know what to do. I don't know what you're asking me. Clearly, this isn't right. I don't know. Help me here, okay? And each time she was actually moving further and further away from the thing that she wanted to achieve. And by pointing it out to her and saying, hold on, whoa, you're getting all upset here about nothing. This is okay. Just a couple of deep breaths. We kind of rethought about it in our head and kind of re-clarified what we were looking for. And lo and behold, she was able to do it, okay? So I think that it's really important. And this is why I wanted to bring it up. I think that there's a lot of riders sitting in the same boat. And they're thinking it's an AIDS problem, or it's a skill problem, or, you know, all of the other challenges that it could be. But sometimes it can just be a patience problem, okay? And a lack of patience. And the good news, as I said, is that you can, with time and consistency, and also accepting there's going to be quite a few speed wobbles along the way, you can develop more patience, okay? So it's really, really important. Okay, so the first thing I would suggest if you're if you're if you want to do this and you're like, yes, that's me, I need to like, you know, get do this little bit of work on myself. I need to get this sorted out. The very first thing that you can think about doing is setting clear boundaries. Now, this may seem like it has nothing to do with patience, but trust me, it does, okay? So often what happens is, is that a rider has not set clear boundaries and whether the boundaries are with themselves or with their horse, it makes no difference, okay? Or the other people at the yard or whatever, okay? They haven't set clear boundaries. And then when somebody, whether it be themselves or their horse or the other people at the yard, break those boundaries, okay, or they kind of rub up to those boundaries, it causes the rider to get a little bit upset. And that's natural, okay, you set boundaries for a reason. But what's really important is whether you realize you have a boundary or not. And maybe you do, maybe you're like, no, no, this is not acceptable. Like, uh, that's it, I don't go for that. 
The next part of that is, first of all, being aware of your boundaries, so what's acceptable and what's not, but then actually clearly communicating them to the people that is, or the horses that are involved, okay? So you need to tell everybody, and I use using everybody to mean horse and rider, um, that this is the boundary and this is how you want things to go. Okay, so another way that I see this often showing up is that riders don't have clear boundaries on the ground with their horse. Okay, what ends up happening is the horse is like pushing them around, shoving them even around and just kind of overstepping the mark a lot while being groomed and tacked up. And it's like, you know, I, I often think of patients as sometimes being like you've got this budget for the day. Okay, you have a certain amount of it for the day. And, you know, you have to carefully kind of budget it out, okay? And, you know, I'll allocate a little bit there and a little bit there. And what tends to happen when the horse keeps pushing their weight or throwing their weight around a little bit is that by the time the rider gets on, so the, the rider mounts up and gets to go riding, yet patience is all gone. Or it's wearing very thin at that point, okay? So a lot of this, again, is knowing what you want and what you don't want, what's acceptable and what's not, and then letting your horse know, okay? This is really, really important. Okay, after that, I would then suggest setting clearly defined goals. Now, I know, again, this seems like it has nothing to do with patience, but it does, okay? You see, once you know what you want, you can then begin to mold or shape every single interaction that you have with your horse so that you're actually working on that or working towards that, okay? So you have this like clear picture of where we are right now and where we want to be. And that's important because so often as riders, we tend to only look at the where we want to be and we fail to consider the where we are right now. And We need to realize that where we are right now is not where we want to be. They are two different places, okay? And when we do that, it kind of gives us a little bit more wiggle room with our interactions or in our interactions, okay, with our horses. So what I mean by this, if if you can kind of, you know, think about knowing the differences between here and there, okay, it kind of makes things, I don't know, it, it gives you space, And it removes the pressure because you will, by just knowing that, you will see where, okay, so this is actually not what I want when I'm there, but because I'm here now, it's something that I do have to work on or work around or work with, okay, in order to get to there, okay? So think about this. If you were going to canter, let's say you set a goal, I want to be able to canter a 20 meter circle on the left rein, okay? But you and your horse, both of you, you're struggling to pick up the correct lead each time when you ask for the transition into the canter, okay? So a good expectation for the next ride would be to maybe begin developing flexion to the left. Now, even though that's only in walk for now, it doesn't matter. But now you've set an expectation that you could probably clearly meet and you're not going to get frustrated or lack patience when your horse, the next time you ride, cannot canter the 20 meter circle to the left. You've never set that as the expectation for the next ride. You simply took the next step, okay? And that's really important as a rider, especially when you're working alone without a trainer. You know, if you're working with somebody, this is often what they're doing. They're kind of leading you down a path. You know, every ride is this little stepping stone that's leading you along, doop, 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 join the dots type thing. But when you're working on your own, sometimes 
it can be a little frustrating because you're like, no, I want to canter the 20 metre circle to the left. And then you realise you're nowhere near the 20 metre circle to the left. Don't start with that. That's the end goal. Start by chunking it down and that's going to help you. Another way of thinking about this would be maybe on the ground that when you're grooming your horse and he keeps pushing you around, like he keeps walking around you, he's kind of pushing you over. You know, he's really, he's getting argy-bargy, okay, is a way we could say it. It's not enjoyable. So how about instead of expecting him to stand like stock still, totally like in one place, which would be a rather big expectation if the horse up to this point has just been allowed to do whatever he wanted, okay? And whether you're you're like, no, he's not allowed. Well, if he's still doing it, he's being allowed, okay? So that's important. It's not, you may not like what he's doing, but if he's doing it, you're allowing it, okay? So how about letting the goal be for the next interaction with your horse that every time he pushes you, okay, pushes you around or throws his weight around, whatever he's doing, you have a kind of a, a, I don't know, like a set thing in your head. You've decided ahead of time, this is what I am going to do, like a set response, okay? It's not a reaction, it's a response. You've planned it. You're like, every time he does that, I'm going to do this, okay? And obviously, it's a correction. The response is the correction. And every time he does maybe push you over, that's all you're going to do. And I can guarantee you by just doing that, just focusing on that one simple thing, your horse would probably stop pushing you around within one set session together or one like interaction together. And then from there, you can work on in maybe the next couple of interactions, getting him to stand still. But it is important that you are really intentional and that you set goals and understand the difference between here and there and the bit in the middle, the gap. Okay, so the third thing you can do, and this is where we're kind of getting into more the training yourself now, is to become more self-aware, okay? So for me, this was big when I was trying to develop more patience, okay? Now, initially, I was only able to do this after the fact. So after I'd lost my patience, I'd be like, oh, look, I've done it again. (laughs) Okay, but over time, I was actually able to kind of catch myself maybe in the mid losing my patience moment and be like oh look I'm doing it now okay and then it got to the point where I at this point not for everything but for most things the majority of things um I can actually kind of notice when the thought comes into my head and I'm like oh no 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 and I just changed the thought because that at the end of the day is what it is. It's a thought came into my head and I was just literally reacting to the thought, which was causing this whole set of emotions, which was causing me to lose my patience. And I'm pretty good now at this point in in certain areas um, of being able to catch myself doing this now. And it's like, oh no, no, that's not the thought we want to go with. And I'll choose a different thought. Okay. But it took time. Okay, it really took time. And, you know, I often think of losing your patience as almost being like an avalanche. It's like there's a trigger, usually a thought. And then from there, it's like it just goes. But you can catch yourself mid avalanche saying, hold on. Whoa, where am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Okay. And then eventually you'll be able to backtrack that right the way to the trigger. So one of the best ways that I found um, to actually get myself to do this was to actually stop focusing on my horse and to start focusing on me, like really physically in my body. 
What am I feeling? Where's the tension? Because that's what it is. It's tension. Where is the tension lurking? Where is it? And how does it feel? Okay. And, you know, it can be mentally like really uncomfortable to notice that and to feel it. Because first of all, again, a lot of people have shame tied into this, um, like losing their patience. There's like this element of shame. And, you know, again, that's just a thought, but it's like everything then can feel like mentally like, oh, I'll just ignore it. But trust me, if you can actually just sit with it, okay, like sit with the tension, be like, oh, look, it's in my jaw again as I grit my teeth and just notice that feeling. It's it's really strange, but it just dissipates. The excess tension just goes. And you can start from that point of being mid kind of losing your patience. It's almost like you hit the reset button and you can begin again. And that is such a lovely opportunity. And I think that that's really important. So that's where I would suggest as well. And, you know, I think as well, what's important here, and this is what I got really good at, was that I would ignore the feeling of the tension in my body, okay? And I'd mask it. Like, I was good at that. So I mentioned at the beginning that a lot of people around me wouldn't have noticed that I was losing my patience. But like inside, I was like... <laughs> and what I kind of noticed then was that after a while it would pop up again when it because it was triggered again but then there was just so much energy behind it okay and it, it like eventually it would get to the point where I couldn't mask it because there would just be so much but once I began to notice it and then just sit with it and allow it to dissipate it kind of dropped everything it just let everything go foof, down and um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. So the other thing that I found was that sometimes, okay, and this is obviously in the spirit of honesty, sometimes the self-awareness wasn't enough. And even though I would feel the excess tension and everything, it's like my mind would justify it. Yes, but you are absolutely right reacting this way, Lorda. <laughs> Okay. And that is a dangerous road to go down when you're starting to justify things. Have you ever noticed sometimes that when you lose your patience, it's because you've made a judgment? That used to happen to me a lot. Still does. Catch myself. Okay. It's like I've made this judgment. And then because of that, I justify losing my patience. Okay. So what I would notice though, is if I was justifying something, um, I would just give myself a reality check and, you know, I'd ask myself literally the following questions. Okay. Why am I doing this? What, why have I decided to do this in the first place? And usually it was because I either love doing the thing or it was to have fun. Like it was never to lose my patience ever. That was never, ever the reason I've ever done anything in my life. Okay. Never. So once I would like, you know, to have fun or to feel good, or you really enjoy this, then I just say, okay, well, how do I turn this where I am right now into that? What can I do to change this situation, to get back to my initial intention for this whole thing? Okay. And this is true with any sort of an interaction you find yourself in. Okay. Um, I often find that just laughing at myself is a great way to just allow it. Like once I catch myself in it and I'm like, haha sneaky but I got it and I'll just laugh and you know it's a great way to kind of release the tension and you, you cause no harm then okay but yeah I think that that is really useful the other thing that I find useful is to try to look at things from a different perspective so I'll ask myself okay what do I think my horse is feeling right now or 
maybe if it's another person I'm dealing with, what are they feeling right now? And, you know, maybe, is it possible that they might be confused or tired or frustrated or fearful? And if so, how could I do something to potentially help them to change that, okay? Or to help or to support them in that. And by just having this different perspective so if you can put yourself into your horse's shoes for a moment or into the other person's shoes for a moment very often that's also enough to change you'll end up feeling more maybe compassion or even empathy towards the horse or towards the other person and that can also help you with the patience and then the final thing is be willing to fail a lot oh a lot (laughs) Um, I think that when you are committing to developing yourself in some way, um, you have to be willing to fail. Like you just have to be. There's going to be loads of speed wobbles, okay? There'll be days where you just feel so tired that you don't care that you've lost your patience until afterwards. And you're like, why did I do that? Or there'll be days where you feel hungry. For me, they're the big two. If I'm tired or if I'm hungry, you know, that is where the challenge becomes very real for me in my life. But um, yeah, there's obviously other people are in different situations and you probably have emotions or periods where you're not feeling that hot and whatever it is for you. And yeah, it's like another one for me also is if I feel pushed for time. So if I'm feeling like my time is limited, that can be quite triggering for me as well. And so I'm sure everybody kind of feels the same, but I'm sure you also have your own unique situations, okay? I think that the trick here is to just show up consistently and just be committed to it. And no matter how far down the road from the point where the trigger was to the point where you kind of caught yourself and you're like, huh, and you you were able to bring that self-awareness into it, notice it don't just ignore over it and fluff over it and say like oh well I've done it again carry on no notice it and say oh, okay okay like what could I have done differently there how could that have been different and then from there allowing that to help you the next time it happens because it will happen the next time you know I think for us one of the biggest challenges that we have in life is to just gain authority over our own minds our own thoughts what's going on in our head um, and then being able to maybe cultivate a better response to those thoughts than the reaction that maybe is easy at the time or than the reaction that is the habit at the time um, and just remember like you know everybody has speed wobbles it's it's part and parcel of it And I'm going to be honest, I was like up until probably 28, 29, my patience, anybody who knew me would tell you I had no patience, but that was not true. I had patience with certain people or certain situations. Um, I just found that it was easier to say like, I don't have any patience. You know, I lack patience as though it's something to be like wonderfully proud of. But not that I was, I'm just saying like I, I, I made this big excuse for myself. I justified it by just saying, no, I wasn't born with that. That did not come as part of this package. But no, I have to say patience is something that you can develop. I have. Um, it's always a work in progress. I can always get better at it. I do believe some people are more maybe naturally tolerant than others, which is great. But I do think it's something we can all develop. So there you go. There's your work. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can jump inside of the Facebook group and let me know over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash group. You can find the link to it there. Okay, have a great week. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Bye.